And when I got all that shame cleared out of me and I saw myself as clean as Jesus and I received the true message of the gospel and like, wow, you really do love me. And I saw myself as clean, Colossians 1, 21, 22. Boy, you, I can prophesy for 15 hours, hmm. literally, because it's, he's not quiet. He's chatty. Encouraging, inspiring, and equipping leaders. This is Coach and Joe. How's it going, Michael? It's going pretty good. You ready? I'm ready. What is a house of Yada? Some people think I say Yoda when I say that. <laughs> Yoda. You know, I teach our, well, we both teach our sixth and seventh, our seventh and eighth grader, sixth six and seventh, seventh and eighth mm-hmm. and ninth yes. at Garden Academy. And <laughs> the young ones are my favorite thing. Are they, aren't they funny? They are nuts. <laughs> Michael, they're nuts. Every time I say Yada, one of them will go, Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, it's Yada. Yoda. <laughs> that is funny. What is this Hebrew word Yada? And what in the world is a house of Yada? Yeah. So the Hebrew word Yada obviously is one of the words that are used to really show a deep, the deepest level of intimacy that we can have with God. Even has a sexual connotation to it in the language, in the Hebrew language, which is just it's just a really close connection, communion with the Creator, with the Father. I bur- that's all I care about. Mm. To I, know Him. Yeah, Michael. I don't even what is, what does it mean to quote unquote be in ministry? That's like one of the. I don't even get that. You know, mm-hmm. even let's say I was preaching the Old Testament. Okay, it was still assigned, like. David's not thinking about being a king in Jerusalem when he's in Bethlehem. No. There it, I'm going to tell you something. There is nothing on this earth more fun to me than 1 Corinthians 14.1. To this day is a 50-year-old man. A good-looking 50-year-old man, by All the right way. Now. I'm losing weight, brother. There you go. Getting words of knowledge for people. You know why? Because mm. I still go, I cannot believe you talk to me. Yes. You like me. Yes. You give words to people. I'll, I'll give words. I'll be like, in my heart, I'm like, oh, but this is unbelievable. Yes, Chad, I, I actually love that about you, being around, going out. I mean, guys, we were at a restaurant one time. We were having dinner, and the waitress came by, and Chad had a word of knowledge for her out of nowhere. I can't remember all it was. She literally broke down and started crying at, at the table, and it just opened up this conversation. I, I absolutely love it's it. It's not about the prophetic. Right. It's, it's about, intimacy. hang on, Whew. God, you talk to me. I, I think I've told you this before, but when I first, 20 years ago, when I first started walking in this, mm-hmm. you know the way I am. I I, I used to have a, a a misconception of fear of the Lord. I, I associated fear of the Lord like just being petrified of him. Mm. Please don't kill me. That's not the fear of the Lord. And I said, let me get this straight. I talk to you and you talk back to me. Michael, mm. I heard as clear as bell. Yes. <laughs> it was a joyful yes. It's unbelievable. I said, Lord. Michael, I I, I would spend hours upon hours, mm. and I, I realized I used to think God was silent. That's It's not true. I just couldn't hear him. Yes. And when I got all that shame cleared out of me, and I saw myself as clean as Jesus, and I received the true message of the gospel, and like, wow, you really do love me? And I saw myself as clean, Colossians 1, 21, 22. Boy, you, I can prophesy for 15 hours, hmm. literally, because it's, he's not quiet. He's chatty. chatty. He's one of the chattiest people. He loves it. And what 
what's really awesome too about you with that, Chad, is that it, you just, it just, you're childlike about it. And that keeps us in the place of wonder. It keeps us in a place of awe. And I think that's why it just keeps piling on. And he just, all right, boom, because he loves that. I mean, think, when I think of my kids, five of them, when I see them excited, when I see little Jonah get excited and I'm talking, something's happening, man, I love it. I just want to give him more attention. I want to talk to him more. It's the, it's the same way. It's, it keeps us in that childlike place. If for me it's dreams, when when the Lord would have a dream, and and Amber and I begin to go on the journey of interpreting dreams and understanding what they are, and Him growing us in that, I still like a little kid. I get so excited when I have a God dream, to know that the God of the universe would speak to me in a dream and it gets confirmed. It's yeah. well, I, I, that's probably my biggest similarity with you. Mm. It's like um, my favorite memories when I was a kid, even now playing golf with my two sons this past weekend, throwing a football with my dad, throwing a Frisbee with my dad. I asked the kids downstairs at Garden Academy all the time. I said, all right, why does a duck quack? And I've trained them now. They said, because, because that's how God made them. Well, God made me, yes. Chad Norris. All He made me to know him. Genesis 1 and 2 is connection. Mm. Satan brought this connection. Jesus brought connection at Calvary. It's it's like so many people lack peace. Yes. And I'll be honest, there are many ministers that have less peace than people that don't know Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. And you know, you know what's happened, Chad, is the enemy has gotten in the middle of that thing because, right, the two big components is we want to know him. And we also know he has a plan for our life. That's so clear. That's in Scripture. But that enemy has got in there and it gets us to focus on just the plan. And we forget that part of what you're saying. That's why it's so important. And it leads to so many burnouts. It leads to so many leaders and ministers going into ditches. Michael, David didn't fall mm. in Bethlehem or Hebron. He fell in Jerusalem. Jerusalem, yes. If you focus on the plan and then your plans give you success, Abraham Lincoln said most people fall when they have success. Yes. I'd rather stay in Hebron with Saul chasing my rear end for 94 years and no Abba mm. than be King Tut sitting on the throne and pull a Bathsheba <laughs> or eat myself to death out of yes. comfort. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. I mean, yes. I seriously, I, I would rather, I would rather be dirt poor fighting for my life and no Abba mm -hmm. than be sitting on my rear end. David should have been off to war. He should have, he should have went off to war, but he stayed home. You know, what's wild. I, I've mm. never given this word. He's never shown me this till right now. There was a part of David that actually missed Hebron. Oh, man, I believe that. Because God's in the caves. Mm. I so believe that. You know, obviously, I've been pretty open with my journey with physical capital and, and food and working out. Do you know that the gym has turned into a place of discomfort for me that I go there to meet with God now? I have found God in the discomfort. There was a part of David. Mm. I mean, it's pretty scary, especially in um, what's the place that I uh, – I never can get right when all his men turned on him. Ziglag. It's like I have a brain block. Ziglag. <laughs> yeah. Even in Ziglag, when he's lost everything. Rough. When you are being pinched, it forces you into your da. Yes. And when you're fat and happy, it's like when I go to Haiti. We sleep on a cot. It's 700 degrees. I'm just so hot, but I never want to leave mm. because we're in the house of prayer all week with Gary Hippolyte. I'll go to a nice place with Wendy or some friends. After four or five days, I'm like, Abba, I miss you discomfort is actually a gift. Yes. It's a, it's a strong gift. And here's another way that I look at it too, that, that I think about it is 
in those moments, we do have an opportunity to worship him and trust him that we won't get when everything is going well. So we could worship him at a level when everything's going well and be honest and genuine about it, but it's just not the same when we are in a pinch, when we are getting crushed, when we're in that, when we can give him worship from that place, and that's powerful. What is a corporate house of Yadah here at the Garden Greenville? I think a corporate house of Yadah here, it really looks like a company of believers gathering together that have made him the one thing. They have made him the pursuit of him, knowing him the one thing. And I believe when that begins to happen, so many things happen outside of that. Why is that important in this marketplace conversation? Because it keeps you focused on what's really important. Because like dad always used to tell me, he said, son, I've been to many funerals, but I've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. And he's right. And so material things, all these things, we can get distracted because it, it just takes us away. Having you die at the center of our life, knowing him at the center of our life is what, is what keeps us focused. It's what keeps everything in line. We, we live for eternity. I Googled the other night. I was just curious because I didn't know who were the richest people in the world. Mm. I don't know a lot about Jeff Bezos, but I, I've been reading uh, some about him. It's pretty fascinating what happened with him and Amazon. But I actually thought about his funeral. Mm. Wow. I think a lot of people with money are going to be in shock when they leave their bodies. Yes. They don't take any of it with them. And mm. for those who do go to heaven, you're going to meet a king yes. that you'll be submitted to the rest of your life. There's something about there's something about people with a lot of money that really struggle with yada. They do. And and like I said, like Jesus said, the cares of this world, the things of this life, they'll choke out faith in us. Cares of this world and the pursuit of wealth. Pursuit of wealth. Pursu Listen to that. Pursuing wealth. That's exactly right. It's very, very tricky. All right, Michael, you know Galatians very well. It's about freedom, mm -hmm. right? Free in Christ. Absolutely. Co-heir to Christ. Absolutely. But there's a word that shows up around 120 times in the New Testament called doulos. It means slave. Mm -hmm who belongs to a master. You understand that you and me are due losses. I feel the presence of God manifesting right on me now. right now. You feel that? Yes. Uh, we, we, uh, we don't, <laughs> Michael, we, we misunderstand this in the charismatic stream a lot. We talk, if you have to understand freedom correctly, you know, there's a lot of people that start churches that the master did not command them to start. Yes. I've never had Jesus Christ one time ever give me a suggestion, ever. He gives me commands. He says in the New Testament, you're my friends if you do what I command, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Why? What is the anti-doulos message you see in the church in the last 20 years? The anti-doulos message can come from passages of Scripture like we're co-heirs in Christ or, you know, we, we, we rule and reign with Him in heavenly places, which is all true. But without an improper interpretation, we can begin to interpret that as that, well, it's, it's uh, what you want and plus my opinion. So my opinion or my my thought and how this is going to look or how my life's going to develop. And we get to offer a lot of opinions, whereas in a doulos, when we're actually slaves unto him, we relinquish all of our opinions. I'm curious your answer to this question. Mm -hmm. We've never talked about this. And I was with Brittany Banks. We were backstage one time at a table gathering. You preached on this stage. The Lord showed me that you would move here six months before I even told you. And I remember telling BB, 
I said, you remember this, BB? I remember telling BB. I said, oh, man. I said, that boy's moving here. He has no idea. <laughs> Why do you think he told me first before he told you? That's a really good question. I feel like he showed me. Oh, really? What do you got? Remember the, Remember what he told you when you moved here? Mm-hmm. Yes. To serve what was on that man and oh, to honor yes. that man? yes. I believe. Yeah, submission to authority. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I So I have a, you're right. That would be my answer. I have a journal when I knew we were moving here. And I remember first day we got here, the Lord gave me a word. I still got it. And the word was, Michael, the most important thing for you and Amber moving to Greenville, South Carolina, is going to be your honor and submission under Chad and Wendy's leadership. To which we never talked about. Ever. And to we, which I never told you, hey, could submit to Chad Norris. And remember, we came here under our, our ministry, Ignite. We didn't work for the church uh, for some time. We, we came here under that, and I had that word. So I knew it. There's something connected to the idea of doulos, which, by the way, it's not some other book. It's in the New Testament. Yes. Okay, so Paul talks a lot about There's something about that that conversation, because we're doulos to Jesus Christ, but then on the earth, he, he will have you submit to someone else. Nothing infuriates the charismatic camp more in this conversation especially today's today's culture yes but guess what is awesome about this so as we're you and me are due losses to our master our big brother he exists he's so lowly philippians 2 that when he places a leader in someone's life like me in your life the command for me to go low is higher than the command on you to honor so here's how the kingdom works I and and it's absolute joy and a privilege. True Yada will produce in a leader the desire to release someone following them into Abba, into their destiny. So what what the devil does, mm-hmm. he always flips the kingdom upside down. Yes. I'm not telling you anything you yes. don't know. No, this is so good. He will find a leader that's the exact opposite. Serve me, do this. Jesus, can you imagine? Remember Simon Peter said, You about to wash my what? <laughs> the Lord says, Simon. I came to serve, not to be served. Hmm. They couldn't understand it. No. Our, yes, I'm a slave to Jesus. Have you ever met Jesus? <laughs> it is a privilege to be a slave it's to my honor. king. It's an honor. Are you kidding? It, it's ultimate paradox. He frees us to be slaves to him. I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. But something you said is powerful. And what it is, is back to that wealth conversation. Because in that doulos, in that honoring authority, submitting to the leaders that God puts in your life, see what that is actually happening is bringing in what Solomon said is wisdom. And he said, a wise man actually builds up inheritance for his children and his children's children. And we know that in the natural with our own kids, we want that, but that works also in the spiritual conversation. And so I think of that as you as a leader, as me, Amber, as the Lord has us here, that partnership, what's happening is there is an inheritance that is being stored up for spiritual kids and spiritual descendants that'll come through whatever he's doing here down the road. That's powerful. That's why I feel like in that word, when he gave it to me in the beginning, what we were doing in the area of honor and submission was going to far outlive even our generation. This has generational implications and that's powerful. Go, go invite the father to grow a house of good God. Thanks for joining us on the Coach and Joe Leadership Podcast. Don't miss the Coach and Joe Talk Show on YouTube and check out coachandjoe.com for more resources, blogs, and merch. We will see you next time.